0: Welcome to the Becoming Coherent podcast, where we tune in, sync up, and amplify more. More beyond the edges we all encounter, exploring keys that unlock our next evolution, and sharing peer-to-peer the journey and the stories that help us create coherent change inside our business dimension and beyond it. These three keys draw on insights I shared recently in a monthly Lunch and Learn to my community, keys taken from a book called SpendShift, written in 2010. These key insights are designed to create a greater sense of coherence, that is, clarity, understanding, and consistency. By connecting what the authors saw unfold in 2009 in the United States, with what I think we might expect as we move beyond the edge of a year that has created tremendous change. 2020. Stay with me for three keys to creating coherent change. This is your first encounter with me, I am Trisha Marie, and I wear a lot of different hats just like you, but my core role has evolved over the past few months, as I let go of a title that defined me for more than 15 years, and created space for something new. What that means is that for right now, I don't really know what to call myself. So. I've been trying on different titles, descriptors, and mashing up all kinds of variations. So today I'm an experience architect. I help change makers, game changers, and agents of change design and create the experience of more through their business dimension, with their customers, and for themselves. So what does it mean to be a change maker? game changer or agent of change. Well, change makers, you are among those who know something has to change and likely you've known for a while, but have been fighting it a little or a lot, but you're definitely starting to tune in. Game changers. You're standing at the edge of change and you don't know what to do. You're feeling out of sync, disconnected, or it's very possible that something is in decline inside your business, maybe with your health, with relationships. Whatever you've been doing to make change happen hasn't given you the results that you're looking for. Agents of change. You're on the other side of the edge, and you now know the value of stepping back to see more of the big picture in order to amplify your picture and The change that you're creating for your community of customers, clients, members, readers, audience, however it is that you define your people. Now, the thing is, I've been in every single one of those spaces. A change maker, a game changer, and an agent of change. And we've heard that there is no instruction manual for life. We also know that we aren't given a playbook when we become adults with everything that we need to know About being human and making change. If there was, everything would get a whole lot more simplified. But here's the thing as I made my way through each of those three spaces, and this took me a decade to truly become coherent to, is I believe that there is a manual. It just didn't come in one volume, it wasn't written by one hand, technically. It's not hidden away in a far-off place, and it's not accessible to just the chosen few who are elevated enough to receive it. It's not found in one tradition. It's woven into all of them. It's not the exclusive domain of science or spirituality. It's mirrored through both. And the playbook is something that we write, or as in the case for my people, rewrite as we begin to tune in to the storehouse of ancient knowledge and sync up with deep wisdom, our own and others who have walked the path that we're on. So as I share today, I want to invite you to listen from three angles. One, from within your business as the owner. Number two, from the perspective of your customer, what they might be experiencing, saying, and shifting. And number three, as the human, inside of a life 360 degrees, and how these keys might be showing up or able to unlock more in your corner of the world. Now you're gonna hear some things, you're probably gonna miss other stuff, and you are going to hear what's important to you, what's relevant to your world, and what's significant for you. If you value being able to track thoughts and ideas in a more structured way, there's a link below in the show notes where you can download the C360 companion worksheet that we use in the live sessions. So let's get started. Shift was written by John Garzema and Michael D'Antonio, two ad agency guys from a firm called Young and & Rubicam, and it was written just after the 2009 housing crisis in the United States. The initial findings that led them uh, down the path of writing this book came from a tool that they use inside of YNR called the Brand Asset Valuator, that draws on brand and socioeconomic variables to shape and tell a story about what's going on at a moment in time. Now their initial findings led to a more comprehensive cross-country tour where they visited red states and blue states. They went to the east coast and west coast, they traveled north and south and pretty much every point in between, and they visited big cities and small cities in order to have conversations with people. Some of the primary insights that I found as I read through this book um, was that they found spend shifters and fast followers. These two groups accounted for more than 80% of the population. 80% of the population that reflected the value shifts that I'm going to share in a moment in one degree or another. What's really interesting is that the spend shifters and fast followers that they found bore a striking resemblance to the innovation curve, at least in actions, attributes, and attitudes. Now, the one thing that I want to say is I did struggle with the numbers, the pop the percentage of population that they presented, which didn't follow the innovation curve. They were very high. According to their numbers, 54.5 uh, percent of the US. population, became spend shifters, and 26.6% became fast followers. The numbers were high. They they are higher than I would have expected, and it's very possible that they were that high in 2010, and perhaps gradually dropped as the crisis abated and people recalibrated. The shift that they saw reflected deep changes in core values, which redefined how we bought things, sold things, and the way that we lived. I say we, even though I'm not a US citizen, because they found shifters and followers across the globe. They found that while the crisis emanated from the United States, which accounts for about 8% of the world's population, the effects were felt across the global community. In 2020, the crisis has impacted everyone. And I believe that by looking back at this very ancient source of knowledge, we can become more coherent as to what we might expect beyond the edge of 2020, based on what shifted and changed as a result of the crisis in 2009. So three keys that I took from this source, and I believe are most important, for where we are right now, most relevant to change makers, game changers, and agents of change. Key number one, diversifying. In 2009, they saw public confidence shatter. Confidence in the usual sources of wisdom declined almost overnight. And if you were on the Zoom Live that I did in the first week of October, you heard that people in 2009 started to ask big questions. Questions around the future of capitalism, government competency, and leadership inside of business, government, institutions, and beyond. What they found was that people just didn't trust the same sources to the same degree. And we can see the same pattern unfolding now. This created an opening for those with a new and fresh perspective to steal the mic, so to speak, and start a more diverse conversation based on solid intel. Diversity really took center stage, though, in one way. Having more, doing more, and being more came to equal better. Spend shifters and fast followers started looking for better options, higher quality options and options that provided value based on their shifting values now if you're an agent of change very likely you've done the work you've done the work to create a different better quality and valuable point of view which is tied to your product or service based on what we saw in 2009 for the next few years, creating traction as an agent of change with spend shifters and fast followers is going to hit a turning point because they're going to be looking for diversity, alternatives, and people who are saying something different in virtually every dimension of their life, their health, their time and money freedom, relationships, vocation, business, and where they derive a deeper sense of meaning, maybe spirituality, personal development, or so on. A few key questions that came out of the live session was, what is this crisis pointing to that can create a greater sense of diversity? What do you see inside your business that needs to be diversified? What do you see in your industry What do you see in the world on a whole that you believe could be done better at a higher quality or in a way that creates more value? Key number two, simplifying. Ah, the grand paradox. As much as we went looking for alternatives and better options, we also, in the short term and long term, began seeking options and alternatives that created a greater sense of simplicity. And today I can see this even more clearly. In 2010, I stood at the very edge of a very complicated business world and a life that had become all about the work. And I started to make some changes. Those changes in the short term led me to seek more simplicity. I let go of some things, and then some other things, and then some more things. And you know from the intro that I'm still letting go of things. But as I've done so, I found that life can become richer, fuller, and freer, and the work, the business follows. In some ways, I was a poster child for the spend shifter. In 2009, they saw spend shifters and fast followers. Redefine the good life. And the value equation was based on five primary values that shifted. Number one, resilience. And we know this because Brene Brown has built an entire platform on it. Number two, what they call a liquid life. What I think of as a life 360, a life that feels more adaptable and is characterized by more mindful consumption. Number three, cooperative consumerism. Collaboration and the sharing economy emerged out of this, as did the creation of new options. Think of the rise of craft breweries, the artisan movement, and ride-sharing. Number four was retooling. People started to do different things started to do the same things for different people and that led to diversification. Taking your talents and skills in different directions or taking one talent in multiple directions. This triggered a deep connection with everything from creating greater self-reliance to social change and creating more, aka better, for all. The fifth value shift uh, that they saw was from materialism to meaning, where purpose started to rise over purely being focused on profit, where character started to prevail over purely relying on a need or a perceived need to be charismatic, and the buzzword of the day, authenticity. Authenticity. This is not a buzzword for spend shifters and fast followers. What they found underneath these value shifts were people adapting by adjusting. It became less about creating balance and more about developing a sense of equilibrium. Spend shifters and fast followers are more aligned with taking responsibility for their own well-being. Now, I know you can already connect to how this has obvious implications for business, but it has a deeper impact on the relationship between the business and the owner and the business and the customer who are deploying their dollars differently based on shared beliefs and these shifting values. That's a connection that I'm gonna create more understanding around in the C360 Lunch and Learn, which focuses on keys from the human brand. Some key questions that came out of that, this session in October around SpendShift was, what is this crisis pointing to that is begging to be simplified? If you're a change maker or a game changer, you're making some changes or you're starting to think that it's actually the game itself that needs to change for you, chances are the idea of simplifying may rest closer to home. Right now, you're doing more and you're probably enduring more. You're doing more because there's always going to be more to do. But is it creating more? And are you experiencing more? Is there something that you can simplify that leads you to create more and experience more. If you're an agent of change, this is really going to influence the experience that you create for your customers through your business. How can you simplify something for them? What changes can you make that enable them to have more of the life that they envision? more simply key number three magnifying every crisis brings us to the edge of change it magnifies what isn't working and often what hasn't been working for a while if you've watched the movie the big short it's one perspective on the whole 2009 crisis and it's a perspective that suggests that the structure that ultimately collapsed never should have worked in my own layman's interpretation of the economic structure that was built around the housing market it was like a house of cards that had been made out of lasagna noodles which had been cooked it was inherently unstable standing at the edge of crisis we can often miss what's being magnified as areas ready for change In nature, we call it evolution. In business, we call it disruption. But it happens because something is ready for change and in time for expansion. My most coherent example of this change, disruption, evolution in business goes back to 2000, when Napster emerged and they disrupted the the music industry. For a time, there was chaos, there was frustration, and there was conflict, and then expansion occurred. Expansion that has now benefited the creators, which I think is the ultimate end game. and it brought new players, new creators, into the market. The crisis magnified what was ready to change, and... It's the shifts that we make to create something new out of where we have been that creates the experience of more. Now, some in 2009 chose to create a higher quality of living for themselves. Others found a way to bring greater value into the world. The shifts magnify our capacity expansion. And what they found in 2009 was that in some cases, there was a deep sense of responsibility to expand, grow, and evolve. The shifts that we make are what create the change that we want to see in our world. Now, in the book, the authors make a comment, which I found really interesting, that in 2009, a great many people were never comfortable With an overheated economy, is what they said. What they found was that we actually find it draining to keep something going that isn't working anymore. Pushing those rocks uphill leaves us with an increasing state of unhappiness and, for some, a feeling of inner betrayal to something deeper. Thanks for joining me today for three keys from SpendShift. Crisis, change, and making shifts is never easy inside our business or beyond it. And in my experience, when we can shift the relationship with crisis, with change, and the edges that we bump up against, we can create more coherent change. Change that is clear to us, understandable for our corner of the world. change that continually moves us in the direction that we want to go it's all about the relationship and in the next C360 I'm gonna share keys from the human brand written by Chris Malone and Susan T Fisk that help us understand why it's always gonna be about the relationship you'll find a link in the show notes below to access the live interactive session and if you're ready to make more coherent changes change the game that you've been playing and amplify more as an agent of change inside your business realm and beyond. You'll find core pathways that equip you to create and experience more at www.becomingcoherent.com.